0: Before we start the show, we want to let you know about our 2021 listener survey. This is where you can let us know your feedback and your thoughts about the show so that way we can make it better for you. And as a bonus and I thank you for taking the survey, we are giving away a $50 Amazon gift card. One lucky winner will be drawn, so all you have to do is take the survey and leave us your email address. Thank you so much for your support and to take the survey, go to rotoscopers.com/2021survey. Now, on to the show. You're listening to the Animation Addicts Podcast, episode 220 How to Train Your Dragon, The Hidden World. Pink Dolphins for the win.
1: to today's episode
0: hey there animation addicts i'm your host morgan stradling and i am chelsea robson and chelsea i messed up what'd you do remember last episode when i was talking about our 2021 listener survey and i was all excited i got everything ready and i said go take the survey go to our link yeah i do remember that well, turns out I made the link on my personal website. So oh, if, you no. went to, if you went to morganstradling.com slash 2021, survey, it would go to the survey. But if you went to rotoscopers.com slash 2021, it went nowhere. And I am so, so sorry, because I know that a lot of you went there and you were ready to take it because I know once I switched the link and I updated it within a few hours, four people had already clicked the link. So I feel oh. bad because it went a whole entire week of people being like yes i want to take this survey i want to enter to win the gift card and uh you no, lied to me i lied to you <laughs> unintentionally and i feel so so bad about it so I am very, very sorry guys. But as of right now, if you go to rotoscopers.com slash 2021 survey, that's where you can take that quick five minute survey. It gives us some feedback about you and the show and what you like and what you don't like. And ultimately we're going to take that and make a better listening experience for you. So we are really, really grateful. So if you haven't done it already, or you tried and you're like, what are these rotoscopers girls talking about? There's nothing there. I'm so sorry. Please forgive me. Do it again. Thank you. (laughs) and we're back (laughs) so with that let's jump into the main event shall we okay let's do this before we get started before we get started I want to give some basic information we are talking about I haven't even mentioned what our show our episode is going to be I mean, if they clicked on it, they probably know that this is going to be about (laughs) how to train your dragon.
1: If for some (laughs) reason
0: you missed the first minute of the show, you just randomly clicked on an episode and you have, you're just going in blind. Well, welcome to today's episode because we are doing how to train your dragon three. We are finishing up the trilogy, the epic adventure with the final final one. So, let me give you some basic information about this before we get started and dive into our discussion. The studio was Dreamworks Animation Studios. The director was Dean DeBlois. DeBlois, I do not speak French and I I really need to get better at that. The release date February 22nd, 2019. The budget was 129 million dollars, pretty standard stuff for Dreamworks at the time, and the box office it did 525.7 million dollars worldwide. So half enough. a billion dollars, not too shabby. So I wanted to compare this to how the other films had done. So in 2010, that's when the first film came out. It did 494.9 million dollars, barely, barely under the half billion dollar mark. 2014, the second movie came out. It did 621.5 million, and rounding out the third was the 525.7 million. So. This one definitely did a hundred million dollars less, but nonetheless, they kind of are all in the same ballpark. I am actually shocked that the third one didn't do any better. So I'm interested, maybe the marketing didn't hit, but the, and, and there was four years between the first one and the second one and five years between the second one and the third one. So it kind of made me think about, is there a sweet spot for releasing a sequel? you know, there's been lots over the years that have been released. You know, I think of frozen and frozen two, that was five years between those films, the second and third, one of the how to train your dragon series, that was five years. So I'm thinking kind of like this four to five year is like the sweet spot nowadays. But then again, we have the Adams family, which came out in 2019 and the sequels already coming out in 2021. So I don't know, is, is there too long to release your sequel where people ultimately just don't care anymore? And the hype is gone.
1: It depends on the first and the second
0: <laughs> movie. Oh, like, not that cop-out answer of it uh, No, but it does. Like, <laughs> if, you, if you're looking at
1: like The Incredibles versus Incredibles 2, you waited a, a lot longer to be able to get True. Incredibles 2. And I, f- f- forgive me if I'm wrong, but I'm pretty sure that it made more money than the original. Yeah, it's
0: one of the top and, animated films of all time which I still don't quite get, but I think it goes to the point that people were just chomping at the bit to see the Incredibles back together.
1: Yes. And it also opens up another discussion as far as the trilogies that uh, DreamWorks has put out versus something that maybe Pixar or Disney would put out Mm -hmm. mostly on the Pixar side, especially if you're looking at um, like the, Comparing this to maybe Toy Story.
0: Yeah, and I pulled the up Toy, Toy Story, Story trilogy. just now. So Toy Story did the original $373 million. Toy Story 2, $497.4 million, just under half a billion. Toy Story 3, $1.067 billion. So boop, boop, it doubled what right. it did from two to three. And number four did $1.073 billion. So basically nearly exactly the same as the third. But at this point, yeah. you know, in... 2018 when that came out it's it's just it's been around for 20 years it's such a staple and they've proven with one two and three this is good we love these characters you grew up with these characters you're showing your kids these movies
1: i think it also has a lot to do with the fact that dreamworks has never really found its thing what about shrek let me pull up shrek oh yeah shrek would be the the only and Shrek
0: just dominated the, only, the but, entire time. So here's here's Shrek yes. for you. Four hundred eighty seven point nine million for number one, nine hundred nineteen point eight million for number two, number three, oh, eight hundred thirteen point four million, and Shrek at forever after it's not called Shrek four. Seven fifty two point six million dollars, which is crazy because Shrek you, crazy. I guess of all of the DreamWorks franchises, Shrek is the heavy hitter. Yeah. You know, and the first one did amazing. The second one nearly topped that billion dollar mark. And then three and four just weren't quite there. But still, they've done all of these, except for maybe the first one, have done better than the How to Train Your Dragon series.
1: Yeah. And I, as a series, I think I, oh, I mean, I really liked Trek one and Trek two. Mm-hmm. Uh, three and four, not my thing. But oh,
0: yes. we did a review on the third and we're we are still did that. one day we'll get to the four. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Maybe. Uh, but I think that if I'm looking at as a series, how to train your dragon is definitely elevated and better. When I think about the plots of each of these movies, it takes me a while to remember all that happened. And there isn't like a mm. a big... Thing that like jumps out at me of like, oh, yeah, that's where this like got to me. And I remember the the whole plot of this movie. Um, And I'm not sure if that's just because like maybe they were trying to do too much. Like they really wanted it to be this like a revamp of the DreamWorks identity. But instead, it just feels more like a like a really great, beautiful hangout movie. Mm-hmm. Um, and not one that I'm necessarily like into. I'm, I'm saying like not to the extent as like when I go back and rewatch Toy Story 3, I'm into it at a very different level mm-hmm. than what I am with these. Yeah. So I think there is it, it does have something to say with as we go through, I'm going to point out a couple things that I feel like they just they didn't really define the stakes very well with this one mm-hmm. i feel like the metaphors and like the themes kind of got are a little too we- different um that don't really hit home as much as something so tangible as like giving up your first toy you know and, right for example metaphorically i feel like
0: metaphorically speaking name that quote Well,
1: <laughs> yeah <laughs> Oh, what is it?
0: <laughs> it's from the mask. <laughs> we all wear masks, metaphorically speaking. <laughs> that is That's quotes right. no one no one gets anymore. But I do. Okay,
1: I say him. <laughs> oh, Ben Stein. He's so great. I love Ben Stein so much. Okay. Uh but yeah, like basically like this installment says that uh hiccup needs to learn his own identity entirely separate from toothless and not dependent on who he is with tooth toothless as his friend Mm -hmm. and his helper um but also it feels like this movie it's saying that in order to grow up you have to like give like let go of your pets which (laughs) i don't i
0: don't think is the same like a best friend
1: yeah but it's doesn't come across that way (laughs) it's because it's like i have as i'm recording this podcast i have my dog like she's like sitting at my literally on my feet right now because she's super needy for some reason i haven't figured out why but like she's right here and i don't think in order to grow up i have to get rid of her and even though she's like one of my best friends because she's my buddy my pal hangs out with me all day so i th- i feel like the metaphor doesn't hit home as well yeah but i also see what that they weren't necessarily trying to say that but it kind of feels like they were that makes sense
0: Yeah, for sure.
1: So going back to the sequels are five years too long. I feel like the reason why this one didn't hit as hard maybe was because after the second one, was it the fact that they killed off his
0: dad? I don't know. (laughs) Yeah, they killed off the dad and they kept trying to hearken back to the dad. And it just really didn't hit for me. Um, Yeah. It was like, oh, yay, there he is, you know, and there were all these lessons. But to be honest, it didn't quite feel like Stoic the Vast because in the first movie Stoic essentially doesn't love Hiccup because he's not a Viking so I'm like oh okay so this is before he realized that Hiccup was totally worthless as a Viking as far as (laughs) his standards of being a Viking were right he was still little he's maybe like five or six years old and he's being cute and he's being sweet with him but and that's more of the Stoic that we get in the second movie um and so it just kind of didn't feel right to me that's he, like yeah. so sad and a little bit cynical, but it just was like, oh, okay, cool flashback. But I didn't feel those moments like I think I was supposed to. Yeah, and I think that
1: could have been a difference because when you look at the first one, most people were ta- – I remember when it came out and everyone was talking about it. Everyone said, oh, my gosh, have you seen this movie? It's so much fun. Oh, my gosh, have you seen this movie? And And that was one of the reasons why a lot of people – I remember telling you about it because you were like, oh, what movie should I watch? And Mm -hmm. I'm like, well, a lot of people have been talking about this movie and I hadn't had time to go see it at the time. But
0: other people say it's cool.
1: Yeah. Other people were saying this is really cool, which also leads more people to go back on repeat visits. So you see this more and more times Mm -hmm. in the (laughs) theaters because more and more people you've told them about this movie. Therefore, if they're going to go see it, well... I should go with you too. If I'm really gonna, willing to put my stamp of approval on this, I should be willing to pay it to go see it again. Right. And I think that's kind of what happened with number two as well. But I think with number three, it was just that the repeat business didn't hit home enough.
0: Yeah. So let's talk about the plot. Just high level. What's happening here? All right. First
1: bits hiccup. It's been a year since number two. So he's been hanging out with his mom for a year. Astrid's there. Everyone's hunky-dory. And you look at Burke, and Burke is just this thriving, strange metropolis that has a mixture of dragons. And I mean, it almost looks like a Dr. Seuss land plus <laughs> dragons. <laughs> so yeah, the place is infested. Just, yes. You
0: can't even walk or fly without without tripping over one.
1: Yeah, and this is now the hideaway and and the mecca of for all all dragons and it's a sanctuary everybody... state basically. <laughs> yeah, it is. <laughs> so at this point in time, they they're traveling around. Hiccup is once again building this map, and he this has been something that he was doing since number two as well. So. Number two, it was more of like just trying to be an adventurer. But number three, he has this flashback of saying, oh, I must find the hidden dragon world or the hidden world. And so enter that plot point. And then the next plot point is that, oh, Astrid and I should be getting married, but we're not. OK. <laughs> uh, <laughs> just because Astrid's like, nah, I don't, I'm not ready for that yet. <laughs>
0: We've still got a whole movie to get through. <laughs> Right. Exactly. <laughs>
1: um, and it kind of but it kind of starts out the same way as it did in number two,
0: but yes. just a little bit further down the road. Yeah. The relationship is kind of the same, but just maybe have been dating like it's been a year, but it didn't feel like they had had leaps and bounds in their relationship. Yeah. And I still don't like feel their relationship very well. It's it's there.
1: But I think I did more in the fir- second one it, than I did. The it's third. not
0: like passionate not saying that it has to be but it's it's not really romantic it's just like oh yeah we got together and like now we're here and we're like a plot point right you know i remember okay so i remember my predictions for the film yes let's go through that (laughs) okay so uh they're gonna get in a fight and you know she's gonna get mad at him and they'll they'll reconcile at the end that did not happen okay correct uh the this is burke we have dragons intro outro got that right yeah yeah. (laughs) yeah Toothless and the girl have lady in a tramp esque babies. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yep. In exactly
1: the way you thought it would be. Yes. I, that is, the, one, that black, is the... one white and one like cow. <laughs>
0: <laughs> cow print. Yep. Um things I didn't predict. The the pinto, yes. Things I did not predict. <laughs> uh a wedding. I didn't call that. I did not think they were going to get married at the end. Or did I? You said, I don't think there will be, but I would be happily surprised if they did. Them having kids. I did not think we were going to go that far down the road. I did not predict that his beard would get even more wild. Toothless leaving. Didn't see that coming. Uh Uh, I I thought that was going to be more of an Astrid thing. All the dragons leave forever at the end. Did not see that one coming. And, uh. They meet again at the end, meaning Toothless and Hiccup. They reunite after their time apart. So half and half, you're right. You're like, yep, there's some things you definitely got right and some things that you're totally off. But I think the important (laughs) one and the easiest one to predict was the This Is Burke intro outro and the Toothless and Girl Toothless have babies, <laughs> <laughs> babies. <laughs> i need mean, the, the love story speaking of hiccup and astrid the love story was the dragons because even on the poster yeah. it's the two of them it's like oh, another one like me i'm not the only one and so it you didn't have to know that that was a girl dragon to know that was a girl dragon right right and even with the poster not even looking at the trailers. so okay there's a boy dragon and a girl dragon you're the only ones left of your species what is the next obvious thing to do to propagate? (laughs) Right. Exactly.
1: I mean, I like the fact that, you know, number two is more hiccup coming into his own and being the chief. And then this one is more uh, toothless coming into his own and becoming the alpha, Mm -hmm. even though they both became alpha, but this is like toothless has to go away and create his own like community, Mm -hmm. which. Okay. I guess that's what we're going with. Um, Cause I think the
0: reason why they the did severe that overpopulation ways. in Burke,
1: <laughs> this is a true thing.
0: Manos um, isn't around. But I- so, you know, and no <laughs> one wants that. That's evil. So, uh, Oh gosh, we gotta, there are, the world is a very, very, very big place. So dragons sayonara.
1: You go find your own world, mm-hmm. the hidden, America, the, the hidden world. Yes.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Every time that
1: they kept saying, "like we got to find that hidden world," and I'm like, the Americas. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> this it was interesting that instead of all of the major twists and turning plot points revolved around Toothless rather than Hiccup, which is you know a bit different, I guess. Mm-hmm. But yeah, let's let's go in a little deeper, like. Other things that we liked and didn't like about this movie. I think the other major issue that happened with this movie was the fact that I don't know why, like, everybody's these dragon catchers are all out for them. At the, in the fir- in the second one, Eret, son of Eret, he says, oh, well, we got to get our money from Drago, which also I, ne- I didn't mention, but it's like, where does Drago get this currency? Like, what currency are they going off of that... Impl- like I don't understand this whole thing. It's just
0: biking um, money, yo. <laughs>
1: <laughs> they're just like, eh, we'll just print a little bit more. <laughs> you it's know, just gold. <laughs> so anyway, they're they're he's trading money for these dragons, and apparently it is just so that he can amass this giant dragon army alongside his own human army so that he can like rule the world well why is everybody else is everybody else trying to do that same thing i don't understand like but it seems like they're mostly just trying to kill them but if they're all gonna go and hang out at burke do we really have the issue of having to kill the dragons because they're not really doing anything and now is it just more for sport
0: well i mean you look you're looking at the dragon scales and it's just like animals you know you can use them for their meat or you can use them for their pelts or their fur or their skins. So, I'm kind of, you know, yeah, thinking that there's okay. there's some sort of monetary value to the dead carcass and body parts. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> you know, there has you know in in Harry Potter lore and and in you know, other fantasy, you know, dragon, you can use the dragon scales for potions. You can use dragon teeth for things. If you're playing the Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild, you can use it to upgrade your armor, whether that's a dragon claw, dragon scale, a dragon tooth. So there uh-huh. are plenty of uses for dragons, Chelsea. You're just not, I guess, yeah. not in the know. That's true.
1: <laughs> because this and Burke doesn't utilize that except for their their dragon scales, which are said that they shed a lot. You know that's an easy way of like, hey, we're not killing them for anything. We're just using what they already shed. Which by the way, the entrance of hiccup and toothless at the berry getting through the fire is probably the coolest shot in well, not in the whole movie, but like in my levels of like the cool shots in this film, it's definitely one of them. Uh-huh. I thought that was awesome. Nice. Just looks so cool. <laughs> Grimmel, his whole thing is like, I have killed all of the, the Night Furies and I have to kill them all. Like, why? Like, yeah, what is a, your he's reasoning? He's a
0: completionist for some reason. I guess. He needs to get the job <laughs> done. Um, unlike Pokemon, where you need to complete your decks, which is, you know, capturing one of every single Pokemon to complete your Pokedex, he's just mm-hmm. trying to capture one and destroy only one Pokemon. Uh, clearly, he doesn't right. care for the other dragons as well. But in this thing, he's just... I don't know. He wants to be the guy that eradicates dragons and makes them the way of the dodo. I'm not, I'm not so sure, but that's his goal in life. And, and maybe it's just like this badge of honor because the night fury are so fast. You know, you think of the first movie I did watch the first one with my kids recently. And it's just so cool. The way that they tease the night fury and toothless Mm -hmm. and how fast he is and stealthy and no one's ever seen it. It's supposed to be this almost legendary creature um and so I it definitely is like a badge of honor and pride that hey here's this thing that no one has even seen and by the way mm-hmm. I've killed them all. Um why? Yeah. Unclear. Why does he need yeah. to do that? We're not sure, but he wants to do it and he needs to check it off his list and he has the girl, right? And he's using and her, her name is a light fury, which I'm like hmm. mm-hmm. she's supposed to be like a different species, but I'm like are you a different species or you just have different coloration? Cuz I feel like she's You're the a, same she's a night fury just right and they all white. they have the same powers yeah yeah uh, no she's teaching difference. him i mean i guess there's different like types of dolphins that are different colors and yeah whatnot but speaking of different colored dolphins the pink dolphins are bomb they are so cool they eat that shrimp and it turns them pink it's just the coolest <laughs> thing ever <laughs> you I mean, are what the- you eat
1: It's one of the greatest uh, tangents, but yes, I totally agree. (laughs) Pink Dolphins for the win. (laughs) I think that's my main issue with the... It doesn't, like, grab me enough because the guy is just evil. And you... I I mean, I guess that is something we also And evil for the
0: sake of being evil. And he has really nothing... the, The only stakes are he only... And that connects him to Hiccup is that he wants Hiccup's dragon and to kill him. Yeah,
1: he's not consistent because he also has... These other dragons that have this poison that is able to basically, instead of being the alpha in order to control another dragon, they just, you know, drunk are, them uh, up, drunk them up. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like he's not consistent in the fact that he hates all dragons. It's really just like I just want to be, yeah, that completionist of like I started mm-hmm. this goal and I'm going to finish it just for the sake of being evil. And I mean, OK, if that's your story, then OK. but. It just doesn't seem real in that sense. Like, I don't understand this person or his meet his reasonings other than just like, he's going to kill him. Uh, Okay. Um, So, I mean, maybe that's one of my reasons of this, reasons why this one, I don't think, levels up to even what the second one was. Because with, with Drago, his whole persona just seemed a lot more of a, I can see that. You want to just avast this giant army and be the Dragon Master.
0: OK. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. To be a master. Dragon master. <laughs> Chelsea doesn't know this song. Do, 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 do. <laughs> Don't. This is a song from one of the Pokemon movies called the, le- the number two, the letter B, a master. <laughs> this was the time in the early 2000s when it was really cool to use numbers and letters to represent words, because that's what you did on on instant messenger and early texting right. <laughs> to save time. We'd use the number four and, and the number two and the letter B <laughs> <laughs> Early so, texting. Oh gosh. Yeah. BRB. <laughs> yes. Well, those, those have still well, stuck around. We still use them, <laughs> but it's just funny. It's that like, we, we now realized it's they just, were the it's thing. really dumb to just use the number four instead of just typing out F O R. It yes. just makes you look old. <laughs> Occasionally, there are still people that do that, and you're just like, Oh, honey. (laughs) And I think with iPhones and Android phones, they've kind of made it easier to just type out the word because you have a whole full keyboard in front of you. Where before you had to tap the button four different times to get to the letter you needed to get to
1: exactly. It was hard
0: hard back in the day.
1: (laughs) (laughs) We have come so far,
0: (laughs) all right. So let's talk about light fury yeah. because she was okay. interesting and we didn't ever get a name for her. They just called her light fury. Um, not, and that's even just Astrid's name. Right.
1: Like Astrid was just the one that's like, Oh, it's a light fury. instead, of, Oh, and he's like, yeah, your, your name is a lot better.
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> but I would have liked to her, her to have had some sort of name that matched, um, you know, but that's cool. So light fury, you know, the, as soon as I saw her, I thought of the quote, she's a girl. Of course. She- Wait, I can't do the, I got to do the, A girl? A girl? Of course she's a girl. Man, I can't do that quote at all. Can you name that quote with my horrible- Is that Codsworth? Yes, it's Codsworth and Lumiere. Okay. (laughs) It's a
1: girl. There you go. I know it's a girl. I think that's what it is. (laughs) Yes, it
0: is. (laughs) Much better. Thank you for saving me in this. this. But yeah, I thought that was great. And, And then also, you know, Toothless in Love, just he's so Twitter pated. He's obsessed with her. And it just reminded me of the other quote- Ariel, in love.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, and uh, that was also an interesting moment. Uh, they recognize something about Astrid because she's like, "Ah, he's in love. That's so sweet. And, mm-hmm. and Hiccup's like, I didn't catch you as like the romantic type like at all like you're not that
0: <laughs> again this is just a relationship of convenience there it doesn't seem like they care like he's saying this like i didn't think you were a romantic type what does that tell you about their relationship not good uh, <laughs> i mean i don't there's a
1: closeness between them and they they show that as far as like she's you know has no physical boundaries with with him so he there's like that There is a closeness. And so I don't think that it's that. I think it's just more of like less. She just doesn't like push that. I don't know. I don't think that's bad that she's not that way, but it's it's just different, you know, Mm -hmm. than what you would expect in a film to show that they are close. And then it gets into this whole part of where Toothless now has to earn the love of this
0: other dragon yeah basically this mating ritual this courting thing where he's having to just do this bizarre dragon dance like toothless is not a ladies man and i get it i mean it's (laughs) not that he's been around other dragons before but clearly they're not his type so he's never had to turn on the charm but why is hiccup having to coach him on this like he's showing him like oh do this this and this shouldn't this just be it naturally in his nature and dna i was like i don't get it (laughs) (laughs) i guess (laughs) yeah it does go against like the natural
1: of like you shouldn't need this like you're totally different Mm -hmm. like species so you wouldn't know what even what this girl would like to see versus what you're you know doing um but i think also it wanted to show that hiccup was the wingman this time Uh as opposed to like he's taking the backseat in the in the story sense and He's trying to help him in any way like he's like, oh, my friend has a goal. So I need and but he thinks, oh, well, she'll just come and join us and everything will be hunky dory and and we'll all live happily ever after together. Mm -hmm. And that's obviously where he went wrong because she was like the (laughs) light fear is like, uh, they're not my type. It's like. (laughs) if somebody marries somebody else and they don't like the family that the other person comes from Mm -hmm. and they're like yeah we're gonna move away (laughs)
0: it's like oh (laughs) yeah we we can't handle confrontation and we just don't we're gonna do what we're gonna do so (laughs) see you later bye
1: yeah yeah (laughs) so I think that's kind of what her whole situation was she's like uh i don't like that i don't like your family so i'm gonna have us move away so oh <laughs> sucks to be you
0: yeah so then they, they eventually they get together they do this dragon flight scene and i want someone someone do this for me put it on youtube erase the music which the, the score on all of these films have been great i think they've done a really oh, great of yes. carrying the themes throughout it was the same composer for all but erase the score, scratch that, and just put a whole new world over this. During during that, <laughs> I need that. Yep. <laughs> and apparently, as, as they were, you know, just like a whole new world where they're traveling the world. You know, they they go and they visit Pandora at one point. You know, which is from <laughs> Avatar: The Last Airbender. I'm like, oh, okay, cool. We're here. We've we've arrived. Disney DreamWorks crossover.
1: Love it. The other interesting thing is like the human friends um they all have a very different uh i don't know they they all have their little arcs but that don't really go anywhere other than you know roughnut decides on the guy that she likes in mm-hmm. a way <laughs> um but yeah as we mentioned before tj miller decides not to come back or gets kicked out i don't think he would get kicked he probably was just asking for too much and they're like no
0: <laughs> actually tj miller was in some sort of scandal and he got arrested. Oh. And so he'd already recorded all of his lines. And DreamWorks decided that there was just too much bad press with him. And that he, they just kicked him from the role and they found someone else, which is like interesting. Yeah.
1: Ooh, spill the tea. Yeah, it (laughs) happened.
0: (laughs) Which I hadn't followed TJ Miller, you know, since all I really knew him for is he played Fred in Big Hero 6, but I hadn't followed his life since. Um, So, yeah, apparently it's not really gone up. But Ooh. someone else got the gig. Yay them. <laughs> but it's obvious that it's not him. But that's cool. Okay.
1: <laughs> okay. What was super weird is that the other guy, instead of going after Roughnut, he's moved his sights on to Hiccup's mom, which is like, <laughs> okay. <laughs> but what was even weirder is that she didn't discourage him <laughs> in it. She just kind of was like, eh, whatever. And even kind of almost encouraged it. In, in a way and it was just like girl what are you doing yeah so that was snout lot
0: yeah yeah speaking of Valka she's there um I to be honest I was actually kind of surprised that she was here in this movie because I kind of figured that she was just gonna Jane goodle it up and go away <laughs> <laughs> but I she, mean all of the dragons joined joined Burke though I so know, but I guess I didn't really make that connection at the end it was like oh they're all there but I kind of just assumed that she was going to I don't know. I, she just I never felt that she was committed to really be in there. But yeah, so she's there. But um, I don't know. I, I, she was just kind of she didn't really have a big part to play. Or did I miss that?
1: She didn't. I mean, she had her like I don't know, her wise words that she would give. Yes, and I,
0: she you could. I'm the stand in for stoic right now.
1: Right. There was one line that she gave where she said, like, he only had his father to watch who had to lead alone, which is partly my fault. Which is like, well, I would say that's all your fault. Um, (laughs) (laughs) But okay. (laughs) Uh, And so that's why he's like going to Astrid. She's going to Astrid saying, you know, Astrid, go help him. Go, like, encourage him. She's like, I've always encouraged him. What are they doing? (laughs) (laughs) Yes. In the great Astrid way it's just weird how the whole time you had Toughnut trying to encourage a uh, hiccup into how to get a girl. And it's like, dude, what girl do you have? Oh, right. <laughs> like, she's, she's literally the only other girl other than your sister. So <laughs> why are you trying to help this? Mm-hmm. It's like, uh, okay. <laughs> um, but there was a moment where he was there going. and It's like, oh man, it's like, there's, because now they have to find a new world or a new home because all of the dragon catchers are now coming toward them and saying, we're going to kill the dragons, kill the beast. So now they have Hiccup has to find a new place for them to live. And so they go and find this giant island that's like really high off the water. Um, So please don't fall off the edge of the earth in that point. And they are setting it all up there. But during this whole time, that's really the only change that any of the other people go through is now we have to change our location and move somewhere else where we don't have dragon stuff everywhere i mean it it made Mm -hmm. sense it was just kind of like here's step number two turn the page
0: yep yeah so speaking of this you know how these three movies came together these were always intended to be a trilogy there are multiple books in this series, and so they kind of knew the first few books in the series would be these first three movies, and they they made number two knowing that there were certain things that weren't going to be tied up, and they would be tied up in three. And so that kind of was encouraging, because it seems like sometimes, mm-hmm. hey, we have this one-off movie. We'll see how it does. Oh, it's great. Okay, we're doing a sequel. That one does great. Let's do a third. And sometimes by you by the time you get to the third one, it feels really um, just underwhelming, But surprisingly, I kind of felt that way with this, you know, this one, it had source material from the beginning. So you think for that reason alone, it'd be very strong, but this one just kind of fell flat in a way it was good, but I would never go back and watch this one again over some of the other ones.
1: Yeah. I, I mean, I liked the light fury and I I thought it was beautiful. Like there's so many parts of this. That's just, it's an epically beautiful film. And especially when they go, they actually find the dragon world and they go Mm -hmm. down in there and (laughs) Ashton's like, wow, now that's a king. (laughs) Uh,
0: Right. (laughs) It goes like, uh, (laughs) okay. They also did find another dragon world in the second movie.
1: Yes. So they, they keep finding all these dragon worlds, but they're, (laughs) they're, they're, they keep talking about how, you know, the dragons... We don't deserve them. And like, oh, greedy humans always find a way. I'm just like, oh, gosh. First off, anytime somebody ever says like, oh, greedy humans or humans are the bad guy or anything. And I'm just like, that's internalized propaganda, if you believe that. Um, We have choices. (laughs) People make bad choices. Yes. But people also make really good choices. This is hence why we have Burke.
0: So it's like, yeah. Money is a tool. The love of money is the root of all evil, not money. Yes. Money is a tool. You can use it for good. <laughs> you can use it for bad. It has been done for both.
1: This is true. So through this whole ending sequence or his ending monologue, he's just like, you know, we one day we will deserve them and one day we will find them again. And I just, I feel like it's just a weird, a weird premise that- <laughs> Well, yeah, it's because they
0: left on purpose. It wasn't like they were escaping. It wasn't like they were lost. They were escaping in a way, but it's not like they were lost. Um, They just had to go because it wasn't safe anymore. Like, one day we'll find them again. And then, you know, cut to the end. They're married. We see see that. Cut even further. They have kids. They're riding on a boat. He's going to find them. It kind of reminded me of the end. There's been some pirate Pirates of the Caribbean analogies we've talked about here. But uh, Pirates of the Caribbean, the third one where Uh at the very end of the movie, you know, she, Elizabeth Swan is waiting. And then you see the flash of green light showing that Will Turner has come back again. You know, she's excited. It's kind of, kind of gave me similar vibes where they're apart for so many years and then boom, they see each other and they're excited and, you know, come the babies and everything that entails. And, and it's just kind of like, well, one, I had these questions of, well, okay, now toothless can fly on his own. And so, what would happen if he needed a tail repair? If I thought that same If thing. something <laughs> happened to his tail, he's done for, you know? And so that could be potentially a fourth, whereas where the light fury comes back and he's injured, but they kind of spoiled it there. They've already reunited, but that could be the fourth one where she would have come back and, and Toothless is hurt and they need him to come back. And then that opens up some other plot point. I think that'd be kind of cool, but Um yeah, maybe he has his own like self-service kit where he can fix it himself. (laughs) (laughs)
1: That was like I'm very impressed with your handiwork here. If you're able to, you know, make this, you know, appendable limb um be able to last for this many years. Like good on you.
0: Very high, very quality craftsmanship. Um I I did like that he was able to in this movie, they were able to kind of separate themselves where he was no longer dependent on Hiccup. I did like that that Mm -hmm. he was able to be autonomous and fly on his own again because, you know, in the first one that was so crucial, they needed each other. Um, But yeah, it's kind of one of the themes is that, you know, you need to live your own life. You need to do your own thing. And even though he was handicapped in a way, um, he was able to evolve and grow and he didn't need his crutch which was toothless or which was hiccup. Hiccup couldn't, you know, he couldn't fly without hiccup, but he wanted to, and he needed to. And there were times where there were literally things he couldn't do without hiccup. Like he couldn't court the right. girl with hiccup there. That's not cool. Yeah. No one likes a third wheel. <laughs> so,
1: I hate that the truth. So, I do uh, appreciate how hiccup went full Jake Gyllenhaal at the end of the movie. Like if anybody else didn't see that, I'm like, I don't know what you're <laughs> not seeing because this is full Jake Gyllenhaal <laughs> right here. Yep. Um, It also is an interesting side note side story. As you know, my dad had cancer like 20 years ago and he had to have his arm, his elbow replaced. So in his arm, he's got, it's bionic man. Um, Mm -hmm. But the, the elbow, because they don't replace elbows all that often. It's one of those, like they'll do hips and they'll do shoulders all the time, but elbows, not something that they really do because of that the prosthetic that they put inside wasn't really like doing very well. So every time it would break inside oh, of him, and it, it every time it would break, which was like six or seven times, um, they would have to go in and take everything apart, move away the muscles to put them back and all these things and Sounds redo horrible. it every single time. Oh yeah. It was a lot of years of a lot of crap, stuff like that until my dad being the cowboy welder guy that he is, he looks at the the prosthetic that they had been putting in, and he was like, "You're doing it all wrong. You have to go in. You have to make this like this and this like this." And and he basically designed the prosthetic thing that's inside his arm now. And yeah, they wow. don't give him credit though. But yeah, that's what a, <laughs> a, a good handyman is really underappreciated these days. And so the fact that Hiccup was able to do that for, for Toothless is
0: pretty impressive. No, yeah. I, mean, I, think I just that's one of say. the one of the greatest parts about Hiccup is that, you know, he, in the first movie, he discovers this problem. He has these talents. He's a builder. He's an inventor and he goes and he builds it and he, it didn't work. And he tries again. He goes back to the drawing right. board. It doesn't work. And he goes back and he tries again. And in this movie, we continue to see him trying that and going back. And she even says like, you tried that before it didn't work, you know? And he's, he doesn't give up. So I like yeah. that. I like that. So, okay, before we do our final review, we have a Roto Nation question. Ooh. So, the question that we asked the patrons was Was How to Train Your Dragon 3 a satisfying conclusion to the How to Train Your Dragon franchise? Chad said, Honestly, not really. I feel like the story was a rehashing a bit of How to Train Your Dragon 2 and also the more cliche elements of the storytelling wrap ups. Josella says, I thought it was a satisfying conclusion. I cried at the end. Lauren says, yes, it definitely was. I saw it eight times in theaters and I loved it just as much every time. Wow. Eight times. That is amazing. I don't think I, I think that is the winner (laughs) for most (laughs) times in this movie. All right. So let's rate this movie. Chelsea, what would you rate it?
1: I give this movie three stars. It hits a lot of really great points and it hits a lot of um, satisfying ending points. Um, But I felt like, as we've talked about, there were a lot of things that just didn't make it level up. Will I watch this ever again? Probably. Is this something that I really feel the desire to go back and watch again anytime soon? Not really. Even having watched it like a week ago when we were preparing for this, like I was even having a hard time remembering what happened Mm -hmm. in it. So I think that it goes to show that it's not it's not as powerful to me as some of the other films, but I did enjoy the time watching it. I thought it was beautifully done and just a gorgeous time to just sit back and let it go over you.
0: Likewise, I give it three stars. It was okay. And frankly, I was a little bit bored during some of the parts. Uh, There were things that I enjoyed. I really liked the light fury. I thought that was the most exciting part of the film. Um, But then it just kind of dies off a little bit. And, you know, once that's established, we move on to other things uh Grimmel the bad guy I didn't say this but he's basically like if Dracula and Jack Frost had a baby and you have <laughs> albino Dracula man you know he talks right. like a thespian he's so over the top it's kind yeah. of ridiculous in a way but I guess it works and you know hey another bad guy who's going to kill dragons okay great you know and, and the dragons are never a cool trust the potions
1: master yes
0: dr- yes dragons are unique to Burke and so of course that's there's always going to be something that's going to be a threat to the dragons but again it just kind of felt has been there done that we've seen this before we've done it I I think even if we just would have had two movies and stopped there it would have been a little bit more satisfying um, I think with the villain with just him being yet again another Drogo or another dragon killer it just didn't really land for me
1: all right we want to know what you guys thought about this movie make sure to head on over to rotoscopers.com slash Instagram to be able to check out our Instagram post let us know what you thought we like hearing from you And also, if you want to send in a voicemail, go to rotoscopers.com slash voicemails or dial 406-646-6575. We would love to hear from you.
0: Yeah, I think in the future, we're going to do a voicemail only show. So you can send us voicemails on any topic relating to animation or some of the studios. So start sending those in. And once we have enough, we are going to do a voicemail mailbag Segment for a nerdy couch discussion. So I'm really excited to do that. So send in your voicemails today. Let's do it. And our next episode is going to be a nerdy couch discussion. We are going to be talking about our favorite filler songs talk about nerdy and talk about a nerdy (laughs) couch discussion we're going down that rabbit hole we all love our animated musicals and the songs but there are some songs that are fillers and so chelsea and i deep dive into that in the next episode so subscribe and stay tuned that's all we have for today until next time we We are the the Rotoscopers. rotoscopers
1: You're listening to the Animation Addicts Podcast, episode 220 How to Train Your Dragon 3 The Hidden World. Insert something funny here.
0: All right. I am recording. I am recording today, day, day. All right. We don't have time, so no pre show. (laughs)
1: Let's do it. No pre show for you. (laughs) All right.
0: You is your that? is your audio like good for you? Cause it's not great for me, but as long well, as I'm, your side is good.
1: Well, I'm recording it directly okay. to Pro
0: Tools. Okay. Whatever you're so, using on Zoom is like you're prob- a computer mic or something.
1: Yeah, it's it's probably coming from my headset. Okay.
0: I can switch that if you It'd prefer be easier on the ears.
1: Got it. Audio.
0: Microphone, you. Oh Does that sound better? Oh my goodness! Wow. Yes, <laughs> that was good. Okay. You've been listening to the Animation Addicts podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, don't forget to subscribe and be sure to leave us a five-star review. We're available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you listen to podcasts. And if you want to help spread the word, be sure to share the podcast with your friends on social media. Just don't forget to tag us at Rotoscopers on Instagram and use the hashtag Animation Addicts. For all the links and full show notes for this episode, go to rotoscopers.com slash Now, if you still can't get enough for your animation fix, be sure to subscribe to us a- on youtube and visit rotoscopers.com for more animation news reviews and interviews thanks for listening